and welcome to our world with your hosts, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you today? Everything's good. How's everything with you? Pretty good, man. And stormy, stormy weather today. Stormy. Yeah, the same thing, but yeah. Okay, well, I hope uh, it doesn't cause too much damage because it was really bad at one point, but I had to go out in it, you know. Rain don't stop no show. That's what I tell people all the time. Yeah, especially driving, you know. I I learned to drive in pouring rain, so I'm very comfortable in the rain driving. Yes. You know, it means nothing to me. I got good tires, and I legitimately change my wipers twice a year. And I buy good, expensive wipers. Matter of fact, I'll give a plug to Bosch wipers. Them shits are the best, man. <laughs> I got to check. I actually need a, a wiper. And I actually need to get an oil change. I've been forgetting to do that for a while. Yeah, well, that's, that's not something you want to... That's your engine, man. You don't want to fuck around with that. Yeah, no, I still got like 40% less, so... Well, see, my, my gauge doesn't tell me that. Well, it, it does. But I think something's off. You know, I, I sometimes I change my oil when my light comes on, and yeah. I've actually done it, and they've told me, you know, your oil has been clear as a motherfucker because you ain't did no driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I sometimes, because I think your car is set to tell you, they want you to change oil every three months. Right. But if you don't drive it, it's like, do I really have to change my oil? Right. It's supposed to be three months, 3,000. Suppose you only put, like, 1,200 miles on it. No, you don't really need to change it. So yeah, exactly. This time what I did was I reset my uh, my computer myself and said, fuck that, man. But now the next time it goes off, the day it goes off, I'll be at minor key or Midas or whoever the hell because I don't do that. I'm I'm not changing. No oil. I am not getting dirty. People get paid to do that. I'm not that dude. <laughs> Just not that guy. I'm not interested. It's not me. I don't care nothing about it. I actually tell you the truth. If I got a flat, I'm getting my car towed to a mechanic's office and let them change the flat. I'm not oh, even changing the flat. That takes too long. Yeah, I'm not even changing the flat. I, I'm not interested in anything. Only thing I want to do is I pay for the gas and I drive it. Sometimes you call those guys and they like, uh... We're 45 minutes out, so you're just sitting on the side of the highway like, what the fuck? See, I've, I've been fortunate enough where I have not, I broke down one time in my life, but I broke okay. down, down the block from my mechanic. My my uh, transmission died. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What's your transmission going to that? So they came, they told me, took me there, they took me to a dealer, and my dealer gave me a car for quite a while and then my uh service agreement paid for a rental i was without my car for over a month for a oh, month wow. Oh, wow. but you know what i had uh, a good service agreement so i had uh i paid for uh it paid for me to get a uh, rental okay yeah and i learned that there were certain vehicles that i never want to drive thank god i never have to do it like i hate dodge journeys i can tell you that much I am no fan of God's been in journey. journey. Huh? It's been a while since I've actually been in a journey. Yeah, well, I, I, I just, I had, let me see. That particular year, I was, I drove five different cars because I, I, I rented while I came to, down here to check out my place and things like that. So, you know, 
And then I just bought a new car when I came to North Carolina. So, but I love I love my I love my vehicle. Matter of fact, I was thinking about trading it in last year, and I decided that I'm gonna ride this fucking thing till the wheels fall off because I love it so much. Well, you know what? Let's talk about some um, final four. Do you have do you have a live team in the final four pools? Yeah, uh, I have two actually. Who you got? I have to actually pull up my sheet, but you can go ahead with yours. I'll pull up my sheet. Well, I'm going to predict that you probably have North Carolina and Gonzaga. Definitely. Okay, there you go. Now, so we got Gonzaga playing South Carolina. Yes. South Carolina is the, I guess out of everybody, would be mostly the Cinderella-ish team. But my my wise decision says, I got to go Gonzaga. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I had Dukes in the finals, so it doesn't even matter if Gonzaga wins or not. Okay, but who do you think is going to win that game? Have you been uh, keeping up with the tournament? Yeah, I've been keeping up. South Carolina's been looking good, though. Yeah, but Gonzaga's just, I mean, they are all cylinders, too, so. Yeah, I think it's the end of the Cinderella. I'm going, uh, Gonzaga should be in the finals. And now we got NC and Oregon in their ugly-ass uniforms. I have to go. I don't care what wisdom says or better judgment. I have to go with Oregon because I cannot go for anything Tar Hills. I just cannot do it. Uh, well, being that my seat is currently number three, I need North Carolina to get in the finals, and that's on well for personal reasons. Okay, well, I can I can understand that, but I am I'm opposed to you on this one. <laughs> the worst thing that could ever happen is North Carolina. When they made the finals last year, it was uh, sickening to my stomach, and I was so glad that Villanova actually beat them. I had Duke beat North Carolina, so I'm still in some pools, and I don't even know. Maybe NC could push me, like, into the money by them making it to the final. But that's too close to the championship. I can't have them that close to the championship. I just can't. Yeah, I'm hoping they make it so I can, like I said, my sheet is currently sitting at number three, so I'm hoping they make it to boost me up a little bit. Okay, well, good luck on that. Well, now, the big thing this weekend for wrestling fans, this is WrestleMania 33 weekend. I'm sure you're going to watch. Yeah, I'll be watching. I don't know if I'm going to stick around for six hours of WrestleMania, maybe four, but uh, that's, that's the most I could probably squeeze out of it. Still trying to debate if I'm going to go to a party or watch it in the comfort of my home. Well, I will be watching it at home. I I don't know anything about those six or seven hours. So you're telling me it's going to go from seven o'clock to twelve o'clock at least? I think it starts. I think pre-show kicks off at five. See that I'm not dealing with because I'll be already watching the Hall of Fame. I watch NXT Takeover. So wrestling has a lot, a big part of my weekend. Yeah, I think the problem is they put some intriguing matches, I believe, on a pre-show. So I guess they, last year I remember people had an issue because they couldn't get in to the um, tech, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. There was problems with the line. So when the pre-show kicked off, the stadium was kind of empty. So this year they I think they moved some matches some. Good matches to the pre-show in order to get the fans there earlier. 
Oh, yeah, but you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that as a problem at all last year myself. Um, you know what? Because I, any, most of the people that came from out of town, we got our ass to the stadium early. Because that was your purpose of coming. Yeah, definitely. Even though when I went to, when I went to WrestleMania, I skipped the pre-show. I came in, um, I came at the time when the pay-per-views was about to start. I just can't, I don't think I can go to a uh, an arena and sit in my seat for five six hours. That's just not happening. Now the big rumor for WrestleMania because there's not a lot of uh, I'm not gonna say a lot of celebrities at all. You got uh, Al Roker, Pitbull, and Flow Rider. You know they're the musical acts. Yeah. Uh, the rumor is Mac and Jeff Hardy are supposed to be in WrestleMania. Yeah, they can't. Well, supposedly they signed their contract. They should be in the building. If not that night, then the next night. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, if they if they ended up on SmackDown, there's no SmackDown titles being defended tomorrow, tag team wise. So probably won't see them until Tuesday. Okay. Now, I actually would actually look forward to them being interjected. If anything else. They're interesting, and now especially since they're these whacked out party characters. Yeah, which they're actually in the battle with TNA for rights. Yeah, I, I, I want the whacked out Hardys to come. I don't want the old Jeff and, and Matt. I don't need oh, that. They anymore. have to evolve. They have to evolve the uh, characters. Now I will say something. I watch uh, because of the WrestleMania hype. I've actually watched more wrestling than I normally would lately. I watched SmackDown, and I'm going to say that John Cena promo versus Miz and his wife, that shit was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't even know when he was being real or he was being a character. Yeah, I've been saying that for the past couple of weeks. First of all, the past couple of since SmackDown got its own show, to me personally, the Miz has been the star. Other than, like, I'm not talking just wrestling, I'm talking, like, uh... Uh, promos and everything. It's like the Miz has been a star. And now, it's like he brought John Cena out of the full works with that promo. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. SmackDown has been a better show since they split the two brands. Yeah, you know what? To me right now, and I don't even know how they're going to make up for him. Vince, uh, Triple H, Stephanie has got to get together and pay this guy or do whatever they have to do to keep Jericho around as long as they possibly can. To me, he's the highlight of every role. Even if I only get him for two minutes, he's the highlight of the show. Yeah, they need to figure out. I guess, to me, for somebody like Jericho, I mean, he probably won't care. But it has to be a kick in the ass when you see these part-timers come in like a Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, get all this build-up. And even though you're not, you're at the elite level, but you're still coming night in and night out. And you don't get the sort of same treatment. Yeah, but I'm sure they compensate him. But you know what? To a degree, Jellico kind of in and out, too, for the last three, four, five years. So, But he has been working steady for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? He never cheats the people. He never does. Jericho is always on A list. He's on his A game every time that camera turns on. And and you know what? I appreciate him. I appreciate what he does. I think he's fantastic. 
you know. Yeah, he definitely had to give you a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got your old boy, Joaquin Noah. And yeah. he gets, first of all, he gets violated 20 games for the anti-drug program. Now, what was it? Was it weed or some kind of uh, performance it enhancing? No, it was, a, it was a supplement that had something in it. And technically, if this would have happened next month, he would have been clear because in the new in the new CBA side, they're allowed if they take a supplement that they didn't know had a certain ingredient in, in it, then they that there would be no suspension. Okay. So he's just he's just a few months uh, ahead of his ahead of his time, I guess. Well, he he caught a lucky break anyway. You know, yesterday he got cleared to play, which means yeah, the yeah. suspension starts the games that he's actually injured, he's actually starting to be uh, deducted from him right now. Yeah, I think the NBA knew it wasn't that serious. So at first they was at first it came out they was going to do 10 games this year and 10 games next year. The only thing that hurts is not with pay, but well, know, he's overpaid right now anyway. So Actually, Joe Kim can be uh, giving back those paychecks to charity, to Christian fund days. I don't give a fuck who he gives it to homeless shelters. He has actually did a stick-up of the Knicks. Chicago Bulls pulled off one of the greatest heists you know, in, in, in the history of the world by what they did to the Knicks. Here's some, here's some wasted shit. Y'all take it and pay for it. Yeah, but they ain't get nothing for it. No. They got nothing for it. Then they went around and traded two of the good players for another nothing, so the Bulls actually suck. Yeah, but Noah, man, I've never seen a guy go from, what was it, like three, four, I could be wrong on my math, three, four, let's say four or five years ago, he was like number three in the MVP voting, wasn't he? Yeah, Noah defensively was always great. I just don't, too many injuries. He, he put nothing. I said he played on a bad ankle. You're, you're a big man. Big men can't play. First of all, no one should play on a bad ankle. If, if Rose wasn't in, you knew you wasn't going nowhere, take sit your ass down and let your body heal. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got you, you, everybody needs their feet. That's how we walk. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know, Noah's sick something, but you're a big man. You need your, you need your feet. Listen, so, I ran into Noah a couple of times in Central Park. Noah is a freaking giant. It's like a human tree walking around. Yeah, the only good thing I would say that the Knicks may have gotten from him was maybe locker room for Zingas. But it's not like he showed Porzingis anything because he literally gave nothing on the court this year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking, uh, you know, how they do behind-the-scenes training and stuff like that. Yeah, another big body to actually bang up against him. But you know what? From what I've seen on the court of him, he wasn't even banging – like Noah in games. Like no, he was all from day one. Well, I always say defense. I don't know about Noah. Uh, Noah's offense always been a little suspect. Passing and defense with his game. And, you know, a little bit of rebounding. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I got a wacky question for you. Are there things that you just will not eat? Food wise. Brussels sprouts. I have no interest in Brussels sprouts. Oh, they're delicious. 
fucking house. Mushrooms. Oh, no. Is there a reason for the mushrooms? Listen, and tomatoes. Fucking can't eat. I can't eat a tomato. Do you like ketchup? I can eat ketchup, but not as not as often. I, I can eat ketchup like on a burger, but I can't have like ketchup on my fries or something. See, mine will be to me the mushrooms. I, I I found out that black people have a thing for mushrooms, and I don't know why. Older black people, middle aged black people, even young black people. I don't know what it is with us and mushrooms. But it seems like if you ask nine out of ten black people, they won't touch mushrooms. I love them, personally. And Brussels sprouts are like little tiny cabbages to me. And my favorite food is cabbage, which is weird. Oh. My favorite. I see. I'm a big vegetable guy. I love vegetables. So now, what I won't eat is shit like frog legs. See, now you. I have frog legs. I don't know. No, no, I never have frog legs. I'm not eating frog legs. That's just, that's like... I, mean, I might try it. I'm not going to go in the store and say, hey, let me get some frog legs. But if we're like in a place and I might say, let me taste one of those. You order frog legs. And I say, let me taste one of those and see what they taste like. No, I have no interest. I have, I have a thing with frogs. I just not, I'm just not going to do it. I just find frogs to be a deplorable beast of a... Uh, a to me, it's almost like a bug, man. I know when I was in camp, Kids used to catch frogs, and I used to get in trouble. And it's not a good thing what I'm gonna say, but I was kind of a I was a bully when I was in camp. I was already playing football, so I was working out and everything. And these kids would come, and they'd have like five, six frogs, and I would take everybody's frogs and get to stomping. You're not keeping your frog around me. <laughs> And I, I think that summer, one summer, I must have killed like 300 frogs, easy 300 frogs, every day. And I would go from, from, from camp room to camp room. Who caught frogs tonight? Okay, you're giving me the frogs. They're gone. You know. Do you eat monkey brains? Uh, no, see, I, I'm not eating any brains. I'm not eating ears. I'm not eating tails. I'm yeah, not like in Hong Kong, and I think monkey brain is like a delicacy. You want to try no, I'm not eating balls. No balls on the menu for me. Live balls or dead a, balls. I think they have a cow ball soup. Yes, they do. And foot. I'm not eating pig feet yeah, or cow foot like or chicken feet. There's so yeah, many good parts of chicken. Why am I going to eat a skinny-ass little fucking foot? The toenails. I'm not doing that. Well, it looks like the pig feet has meat on it. Well, the pig feet has meat, but it has it has toenails. I'm not eating something that has toenails. It's not like they trim the nails off. You ever see this guy? It's shaped like a little fat foot. And if I'm not mistaken, I think people eat pig tongue, too. No, no no tongue, no brain. Uh, I hear cheek is delicious. I have not tried cheek yet. They say almost any animal's cheek is one of the most delicious parts. I have not tried it. Okay. Now, I have ate some weird shit. I've ate... Uh, Could you? Yeah, I've tasted pigeon. <laughs> I've had gator several times. I had gator in New Orleans. I had rattlesnake. Oh, now keep thinking about New Orleans. This is going to give me the ones. I'm not eating coon. I'm not eating possum. And I'm not eating squirrel. No, I'm not eating squirrel. But people actually cook. What was the first one? Coon? Oh, yeah. raccoon. I'm not eating a raccoon, though. And I'm not eating possum. Those carry, first of all, they carry diseases. I'm not eating that. No, no, no. 
So anything that, that that's kind of like that, see, squirrels I see every day. I can't imagine, you know, that's on my dinner plate. And I'm not, I'm not from 1649, so I'm not touching no intestines of any animal. So no chitlins? Chitlins, that shit should be banned. After, after slavery, they should have been banned. There was no that's need that's for it anymore. Is. I didn't even think of that. I'm not eating chitlins. Never had chitlins. Don't like, don't, they don't look tasty to me. Well, they, they look like what they are in customs. And then if you ever smell, I don't know if anybody's ever, listeners, ever smelled chitlins being cooked. It is vile. I, I, someone told me, they said, if your chitlins stink, you didn't clean them right. Well, I, I don't give a damn. No, that's not true. That's like, okay, I love collard greens. Collard greens have an odor. They have an odor until they get nice and tasty. It's an intestine. I, I, I don't, that's like saying, you know what, fish, you want fish to smell like nothing. You want it to smell like water and not fish. Yeah. You know. Now, I do have some things that I do not think are meals. I don't think, and I always say this, if you are dating a woman and she decides that dinner is going to be two packs of Roman noodles, ramen noodles, you should uh, uh, say, could you rise, grab a jacket, and show your fucking front door. <laughs> ramen noodles is not a meal. Anything that you can buy for, what, 25 cents or 10 for a dollar, that is not a meal for somebody who works and pays bills. That's a meal for, like, a homeless person. I could see a homeless person calling that a meal. But for a working adult, you should be insulted if somebody says, oh, go make yourself two packs of Roman no ramen noodles. So let me ask you a question. You're homeless, right? Hypothetically, you're a homeless person. Right. Starving. And yeah. someone brings you a pot of chitlins. Would you eat them? I am a homeless dog. I'm, listen, I eat pizza off the street. <laughs> fucking ate I'm, uh, see, we're talking a whole, see, I have, I have choice. See, a homeless person, even a homeless person in America, they don't have so many first world problems. They might as well be third world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you don't have a place to take a shit, a shower, lay down, and cook a meal, you, you you don't really have your the choices are not yours. Yeah, I've heard a homeless person say, "I don't want that." So have I. I I tried to pass lunches that I bought. Hey, buddy, here you're hungry. Lunch? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you you begging, but you don't want to take the food. Picky, you can't be picky. Yeah, but it's beggars can't be picky. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. And see, that's the way I would look at it. I would, matter of fact, I would eat the fucking raccoon and the squirrel. You could have it in one pot with ramen noodles. <laughs> I would eat it. I'd be a damn. It's a meal. And I'd be thankful. I'd be sitting there thanking you. <laughs> but because I have a choice not to, no, I'm not doing it. So I, I, I'm very happy to hear two of my favorite musical artists are going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One being Tupac Shakur. And the mm -hmm. second is I'm a big rock and roll fan. I love Pearl Jam. But I'm so happy that uh, that Tupac is being acknowledged for his body of work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I told some 
the other day I was listening to a Tupac playlist, and I was three hours in, and it was still going on, and it didn't repeat any songs. I, I and am I'm like, this is a guy who only had four albums before he died. I am a huge fan. I, uh, Pac is always on my playlist. And I'm a, I have to say one thing, as a native New Yorker, he's not even a native Californian. Yeah, that's what I try to explain to people. Tupac, what Tupac and um, Snoop did, no, it was, was it Tupac, no, it was Tupac and Dre. I still think that, I want you to correct me, I don't think any state, city, has ever been represented better in a song. California is the greatest fucking city rep song in the history of rap. Oh, yeah, because he, he also represented a lot of cities in that, all that West, in that song. And that was actually, that was actually a good song. That was great. That song is, you know what? I would say, damn, man, I'm from New York. And I don't want to care about that New York state of mind. That shit does not compete. If you listen to one and then listen to the next one right after it, it's not the same. Even Brooklyn, we go hard. No, none of those. I, I don't. I don't think we have a city song ever from New York that that goes as hard as that uh, that Tupac uh, California, California Love. California Love, yeah. That, and, and, that was a good. Supposedly that was Dre's song, and then he gave it to Pop, which would have been, which is awesome, if that was the case. But so much of that song sounds just like Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the beat, I think he said the beat and the hook he already had. And then Pac came in with, you know, his lyrics and stuff. And wasn't that like him coming straight from prison and yeah. trying basically to the set and, and knocking it out? Yeah. I think they actually touched on that in the NWA movie. Yeah, he, that version of the song. I think that Pac would have still, you know, he, he would have been getting up there now. But, you know, yeah, I think he, he would have been more of in the movies world than probably hip-hop, because um, tell the truth, how much money you make in the hip-hop, unless you strictly hip-hop. That's true. Even even some of the beasts, you have to say, LL was a beast, and LL is out. You yeah. know what I mean? But I want to say one thing. I don't think, if this was correct, that they said Snoop Dogg and possibly Dr. Dre were inductive, I think those are the worst two choices you could choose for Tupac at that, at that time. I would say, well, someone, should be someone even close to him. Maybe like a, um, oh, his fiance's dad. What the hell is his name? Quincy? Quincy Jones. Uh, Tretch. The Outlaws. Tretch, uh, the guy from... Humpty. Humpty Dumpty, yeah. You know what? That's an industry call. Because yeah, it, it looks sexy. You know what I mean? You want to make something that might not be what it was, what it was. That death row thing. Yeah, and it's on record that him and Dre wasn't getting along when Dre left, so. And you know what? I I would have just, you know, some things in life you just can't have. Uh, I would have loved to have heard him. Because there were some guys who came in a little after who had heydays right after he passed away. And I would have loved to have heard him with some of these guys. Oh, yeah. or, or could you imagine him opening up his his library to somebody else who was up and coming who didn't have the lyrics? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, you know what? Hip-hop fans, I know it's a crime and a sin, but I am totally against it because I love the art. I am not, and I never have been, against ghostwriting. As long as you're not telling supposedly your story, you can't have your story be written by somebody else. But if it's just if it's just get off your ass and dance music, I don't. To me, that's just a song like every other song. Yeah, I guess some people, some people you can't. Like to me, Rick Ross' career is like a ghost Rick because he rapping about something. He was a correction officer. Right, right, right. Well, unless he was a correction officer that was selling drugs on the side. Well, it's all fraudulent. Yeah. But I, I, I go back to this one. You got that uh, in the club. I wouldn't give a fuck if you and you and Ronald McDonald wrote in the club. Because it's not like Fifty was telling a story. He's just kind of just making a song that make you want to get up, dance. Yeah. And see, that's one thing about hip-hop that I'm really disgusted by right now is a lot of it, I listened to, uh, I wasted 10 minutes of my life, man. I can't get back, and it was real bad. I listened to the Migos. Oh, bad and movie. I'm trying to figure out, what the fuck do you do with this? You can't even dance to this. What do you do when this comes on? What What do you do? Do you have, like, an epileptic senior dance? I mean, what do you do to enjoy the music? Yeah, they just stand in the club and bop and bow. And like, Blind, I guess. You sent me something. Well, you posted something today on Facebook. So I listened to the Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Okay. So I go back and listen to Hearts 4, which came out, I guess, like a week or half a week ago or something like that. Yeah. And I like that one better than this, this last one. But I might, you know, sit down, bitch. It might take me a minute for this one to kind of wear on me. Yeah. But he had one line in there that kind of like attacked this whole generation of rappers. Him just saying, I speak from my soul, and you guys speak to your meds. That is basically this whole generation that is so proud of being on uh, syrup and all this pills and shit. And so they're saying nonsense. Yeah, I also like when you were talking about the the... The, the unreal people trying to, you know, use filters and stuff where they post pictures and it's not real, basically. Yeah. I don't have the exact line, but that was part of the song. Yeah, yeah, you don't want you, you know, it'd be nice to see an ass that actually has some stretch marks on it. Uh, yeah. You know, white guys who don't be out there dabbing, black guys who don't act white. So he touched on a lot of stuff in the song. The visual was kind of weird. I, I was wondering what was with the, all the religious iconicism, but other than that, just listening to what I did was the first time I watched the video, I seen the visual. The second time, I said, fuck the visual. I just want to hear the words because okay. it was kind of weird. At first, I didn't know. In the beginning, I was like, did my man uh, Kendrick go crazy? Is he now like a Jewish priest? A rabbi at first? And he looked like he was a, a, a rabbi. Then he was at the Last Supper of Jesus. I was like, what the fuck yeah, is going yeah. on here? But I guess, you know, people going to start talking because, uh, oh, it's like blasphemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then naturally, you know, I'm sitting there watching with my wife, and I said, baby, 
I'm waiting for this shit to happen. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And sure enough, the same bullshit symbolism that they all have, he did have it in there. He had the triangles. And he didn't have one. He had two triangles going opposite each other. I mean, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out why is everybody with all these symbols when they know that it just makes people go crazy about the symbols, but they're there. And I'm still, I'm, I'm still lost on that one. You know? Maybe, maybe fake everybody out to this Illuminati theory. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have one. He had them. He had two of them, and they're huge, and they one going one way, and it's clear as day because not only were they there, they were lit up so that you could see them clear as day. I was like, oh, here it goes. Same shit every time. You know, like, okay, what about this? Now, you have to correct me. I could be wrong again. I never mind being wrong, people, because I don't know everything. This fucking Fetty Wap. Other than Trap House, has he ever had anything else? Yeah, he had, a, he had, I think, two other singles. See, I thought Fetty Wap was always from down south. So when he first came out, I kind of I kind of skipped over him. Then I, when you listen to the radio, that's all they started playing. But he had, I think he had two or three singles off, the, off that last album. Yeah, he's from right next door, Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah. So he's a robbery, uh... A robbery victim, but I guess he got his chain back. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking that 1738 that he wears has something to do with the Haitian uh, independence. Because I don't know what the fuck 1738 means. Yeah, that I'm not one for sure about. I don't know but, if it's a building number from his block. I'm not one for sure. But that's some... That's, they, they're into some real ghetto shit with the... Uh, now it seems like his manager got arrested for firing... Uh, fire hitting the other two guys. That's what I understand. If you get robbed, then I fire upon you to keep my guy from getting robbed. Why am I being booked? Problem is, man, you better have a fucking light, uh, 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 at least a permit to have that gun. Once, that's true, but no one in Patterson or Newark has a permit. Yeah, but see, once you give up, once you don't have a legal firearm, all shit is out the window. All bets are off. See, now all that cash that he's running around, like if you see any Instagram pictures of him, always barrels and barrels of money. Let's see if how much of that money, like uh, Kendrick said in that song, you motherfuckers are acting rich and you're broke. Let's see how much of that can go to bailing out his boy. You no, know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Because right, if, uh, 1738 is was part of his group that his boys that he named after a premium bottle of liquor. So okay. Remy, Remy Martin Tarniak has a liquor called 1738. That's a great thing to wrap your whole identity around, a goddamn bottle of booze. But you're not getting paid, and Remy probably did not hire him as a spokesperson. So you know what? One thing I will say about Fetty Wap, that I would be a little different than him. I wouldn't be involved with a whole bunch of fucking nonsense. He's one eye away from being blind. Yeah, this is what I don't understand. <laughs> I tell people all the time. People always go say, oh, he made it and he don't care about the neighborhood. Sometimes when you make it, you can't go back to your fucking neighborhood because people going to rob you. I, we just watched the Khalif. Did you see the last Khalif Brothers? Listen, oh. man. 
shit got me. It wrapped my belly up, man, seeing what he went through, even after release. After release, his own neighborhood turned on him thinking he had money. So, did you know um, before you seen that, that he had been shot and stabbed after being released? No, I didn't didn't know any of that. Either did I. It looked like it looked like somebody gave him about fifty in his face. Yeah, it looked like the, the the system failed him. Then he come home in his own neighborhood that he grew up in turned on him. Yeah, uh, man, uh, uh, the Khalif Brower story is gut wrenching shit. You have to have a certain degree of strength, and you know what? Uh, it's a story that has to be told. I'm glad I'm watching it. But I am not going to sit here and lie and say that one more week is probably my tipping point. I can't take it anymore. I want this documentary to be over. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of sucked that he really just wanted, like, he wanted to get away. But he, it's hard to, you, you know you work and you can afford a vacation. And then to watch something like that, and like, this kid needs to get away from his environment. They couldn't because his family was broke. They didn't have any money. I tell you what, one thing that he's doing for me, and it's a service that he didn't, he'll never know that he could provide. When I go through, the next time that I go through something and I know that it's not that major, he's an example of you can make it through some shit. I mean, it was too much. It was uh, too many mountains, man. Yeah, he even tried to go back to school and get an education. He just had demons. He had a lot of demons. And it was, you know what, a lot of this shit was outside forces that buried themselves in it. It wasn't like, you know, like some people are their own, you know, they use that line you just use, people have demons. But oh, a lot yeah, of yeah. people with demons are still, those demons, they welcome in, they self-impose those demons on them. You know, like, say I'm 22 years old and I'm an alcoholic. That's me giving myself a demon. That's not an outside force, that's me inviting a demon in. Him, it was everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yep. Dude, guy went to jail and came home. Now all of a sudden, he's getting diagnosed with schizophrenia or bipolar, being bipolar. Like, that's a system issue. And then they didn't even want to settle. They didn't even want to settle the case. They yes, wanted to ride him through court. Because you could, you think he could break him down and trap him up in his own lie. Somewhere along the line. Why are you asking questions about kindergarten? What the hell does kindergarten have to do with me being arrested and staying on Rikers Island for three years? That's true. Y'all trying to look at my character or my mom's character. Yeah. In this way, if you say, you say, my teacher in first grade was Mr. White, and they find out it was Mrs. Lopez, she's a fucking liar. So nothing you say is true. That's, That's the system being the system, man. And you... You know, Ned, just look at what's going on in our world, just in, 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 in our world right here. And I'm not even talking about the whole universe. I'm just talking about our little world, America. I mean, you got, you got fucking press secretary Spicer, a, a lunatic. He's telling some woman, April Ryan, to stop, stop shaking her head. Yeah. Stop shaking your head. Like, like if those she's, in kindergarten, and the teacher is addressing the class, and this is a sign of disrespect. You got fucking yeah. Bill O'Reilly calling Maxine Waters. Basically, I can't even. 
you know, he really pissed me off because he's a racist cocksucker. Uh, I can't even listen to Maxine Waters because I can't get past that James Brown wig. I mean, this is a, a, a older black woman who's done some things with her life. Yeah. But this is what I mean, my people, some people, you can't hide the bigotry in certain people. And at this point in time, it becomes the organization's job to say, all right, we got to put you down on the, we, we got to sit you on the bench for a while. When is Fox going, you know, I don't know this fucking Tony Laron. Laren. Have you heard any of her, uh? Yes, I have. Okay. Which, she's a piece of shit, so whatever the blaze, because, you know what, this fucking Glenn Beck at the blaze, He's trying to rewrite history like now he's some kind of good guy. Glenn Beck was a nasty bastard towards minorities, blacks, gays for years. Yeah. And I don't know what the blaze is. I don't know what it's. it's I don't even know what station the blaze is. I don't know. If it's I, don't, I don't know what station. I don't know if it's an internet show, but I think she was getting the most views and uh, hits. And she basically got benched for saying she was so choice. Well, you know, you know what? It's the only thing that she's back because she said some foul things too. Oh yeah, she said some crazy shit. We, I mean, you got this is the Trinity right now of lunatics: Spicer, O'Reilly, and uh, Beck. And you add this woman in there, you could throw that Sheriff Clark, and then definitely Agent Orange. And, yeah, Donald Trump definitely. But. You know, oh, and there's a there's a there's a guy on CNN that's always guest commentating that made his rounds today. He said that uh, the bar was lowered for Obama because he was black. Oh, uh, see, you know what? We just to the point now. When is somebody just going to get on TV who has a position in life, and I'm talking about a title, and just inward, 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 throw the mic down and leave. I mean, that's the next step. That's that's how close we are. That's how close we are. And I'm not talking to Saturday Night Live skit. I'm talking about a real live person. We're that damn close. Now, you talked about this woman, Laurent, and the Planned Parenthood. So we get Pence. Once again, breaks a tie. I don't know what the hell is going on with these people. This is the second time. Yeah that the vice president had to break a tie. And it's always something against, it's never, I mean, I don't understand even what the game plan is. I, I'm not intelligent enough to really understand what this whole administration is about. Because it yeah. seems like they want to just hurt people. When they come to, all right, if, if, if the women have the right to choose, if abortion is legal and it's the way of the land, why are you punishing places that provide abortion because you don't believe in it. Well, yeah, and I think they also give out, like, condoms. Yeah, and from what I hear, that they don't use their federal budget money for abortions. It's used for everything else, pap smears, um, uh, breast, breast, uh, you know, breast cancer awareness. So I'm like, now you're punishing people because now poor people, if you live in these districts, they might have to cross state lines to get to somewhere that they could be seen for uh, less without having to use their money or or have to pay a crazy fee out of pocket. 
Now, one thing I will say that is kind of good about it, not, I mean, not him signing it. The only thing that's good about it is it's still up to the state if they want to fund it. Now they just don't get penalized for not funding. Yeah. Now the red states, we already know the red states are going to go against it. Yeah, exactly. So, like a Texas who's already been cutting it out might say, fuck it, we don't want Planned Parenthood anymore. Uh, yeah, you can, fund them. you can basically say like a Texas or Alabama, but see a liberal state maybe like Pennsylvania, New York is not going to stop funding it. No, but what do those people do in Texas that needs this form of care? You know what? Uh, we, my wife says this all the time, and, and she's right, I think, to a degree. We're one country, but we're like 50 countries. Because of the laws, and we need to have some things on national laws. Just exactly. like certain things need to be left. Certain things need to be federal government needs to say, hey, this is the rule of the land. Exactly. Need to be state. Yes, like, I think minimum wage should be state-wise. Let's not give homosexuals four states they can, and five states they can be married. Let's get fucking married everywhere. You know yeah, what? Yeah. If if because what's going to happen now? Roe versus the Board of Ed. It's fine in New York. It's fine in California. But North Dakota says, we don't want blacks going to school with whites anymore. Can y'all reverse that? No, you're right, 100%. The law of the land, in most countries, that's the way it is. It's the law of the land. There's no special thing for uh, this section and that section. I think that's a, I think that's causing a lot of problems we have too with the state laws and the federal laws and if you cross state lines there's a now a problem. Like for instance, you're a registered gun owner. Yes, sir. So if you're a registered gun owner, shouldn't you be this is just me thinking, shouldn't you be a registered gun owner on a federal level? So if you go to Jersey, you're gonna you're still a registered gun owner. See, but that's a whole nother level. Put it this way. It depends on what state you're in. You yeah, know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't it be a, I would think it would be a federal law saying if you're, if you're a gun owner in North Carolina, you're fine to bring your gun with you to New York. No, I would be arrested on site in New York, New Jersey. Yeah, New York. Yeah. Actually, to tell you the truth, everywhere above Delaware. Delaware. Delaware up. The gun laws are completely different, but 43 of the states is fine. Could literally bring my gun to Vegas. Okay. If you wanted to be that kind of nut. Because Vegas, they don't have a problem with it. You know, 43 of the states. Now, California, hell no, them too. They, they be like, no, 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 no. And think about who they're surrounded by. California's surrounded by gun states. Yep. Colorado, uh, Nevada, but don't bring your weapon into California. And you're right, you need that special federal license. It exists, but I don't even know how you would go about getting that. So I look at people that always get in trouble because they pack their guns and they go to the airport, and especially in New York, in New York, like, hey, buddy, we got to take you to jail. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, your gun is registered, it's your gun. But it's on New York. It's in the New York territory. Now, just thinking about this, you brought it up the gun. North Dakota just, I believe, this week they either going to sign or they they came up with a bill 
where you don't even need license anymore in the state of North Dakota to carry. Oh, and I'm talking concealed. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't you know don't if I want to even, be in a bar if someone has, and you have a concealed weapon with you. But see, if you're in North Dakota, you would have to, this is, you have to safely assume that everybody has a gun. Because if there is no, Arizona, I believe they also, I was, matter of fact, I was drinking with a guy in Vegas last year. Me and my wife, we was having a good time. We was drinking in New York, New York at a bar. Sitting there smoking cigars, having a good time. So he brings up, we start talking about driver's license and guns and stuff like that. He goes, do you know that you don't have to renew your driver's license in Arizona for 35 years? Oh, my God, that's insane. So you get your driver's license at 17. You don't have to get a new, you know, you don't even have to send in for a new one until you're 52. That's that's insane. You know, could you imagine how many people in Arizona, they bald spots, they're fat, they're gray, and they yeah, just fucking about a license. They got this high school picture, <laughs> a picture of them with full fucking hair down their shoulders. You know, they still got the pink and pink and they cheap Similac on their breath in the picture. That's crazy. I mean, I I kept my um. New York driver's license. But that's eight years. That was the max I could get is eight years. Okay. Is that because you're out of state now? You, you can, How long you can get yours? Ten. Eight. Okay. But the shit cost me like $85, $86. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember paying that much that we knew. No, but see, out of state. Oh, out of state. Okay, okay. They consider me to be a privilege, I guess. Keeping my New York, and my wife says, "Why well, you don't get rid of it? You just like flashing a New York license, don't you?" Oh, I fuck it. You know, it looks sexy enough. Even oh, though there's I'm a like, better my licenses, I don't know. It says my license. I received it in four, so six years. I received it in fourteen, and I expired in twenty. But maybe just because this is just a new license. Oh no, mine is eight. Mine doesn't even expire to twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, maybe I need to check. Maybe that mine might just be a new license. Because we got a new license in New York. Oh, no, I had to. I had to turn my old one in. I had to because they had the new regulations. They was going to stop taking some of these licenses at the uh, airports. Oh, okay. okay. Because then they had that, that extra holiday. Yeah, we now have the license for, um, not a license. We now have an ID card for non well immigrants basically no, no, non-citizens and it, you're not allowed to use that anywhere basically you can open a bank account with it but there's some restaurants that won't even take that as a, a form of ID for a credit card alright as proof of payment no as proof of payment or uh, proof of age oh so you couldn't take that ID and go to the DMV and actually get your permit or driver's license I don't think you can be able to do that anyway because you're illegal. Oh, so why do we give illegals any kind of uh, identification? Because the problem what we was having in New York was they they weren't able to go to um they weren't able to get bank accounts because some of them do pay taxes. It's just that they don't have a citizenship, so you need ID to get some place to live. I think New York is considered a sanctuary city. 
Okay, because I'm supposed so, However, the Blasio, our mayor, said if Trump asks for this registry, he's like in court right now to find out if it's legal or not for him to destroy it. Oh, wow. Well, see, now that's taking on the federal government is a mother effer, boy. He better have the backing of the governor because the governor is really running the feds in the state, city. You have a million non-documented immigrants with this ID card, so if the federal government get their hands on it, that's a million people that they could attempt to deport. Oh, man. As a matter of fact, you know what? It's, this is real bad for me. You got this uh, fucking lunatic when you just said that. You hear about this uh, representative who actually went on Facebook and said, warned the people that ICE is coming. So hide. ISIS? ICE. Oh, ICE. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I did see that. Yeah. Now, I think this woman is crazy. Uh, I also think that she has to quit her job instantly. Uh, yeah, I don't understand these people these days. That's like running in the movie theater and yelling fire. You know what? You have a responsibility. Matter of fact, She's from Massachusetts. Um, let me see. I'm clicking on her name. Thank God for the internet right now. Uh, what the hell is your name? Michelle DeBose. She's a Democratic state re uh, representative from Massachusetts. She actually posted on Facebook, hide your house, blah, blah, blah. Ice is coming. Now, her responsibility first is to the legal citizens of her, her constituents who are legal voters and residents of her, you know, the people she represents. Yep. We, we got something. I'm not going to go deep into it today. The word illegal has to mean something. It can't be a, 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 a meaningless word. It just can't. Illegal means something. That means you're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because let me ask you a question. Tomorrow, no paperwork, no nothing. You get your money together, you grab your bag, and you decide tomorrow, you're just going to go to Paris, and you're going to live in Paris. No nothing. Fuck the, the, the Parisians and their government. And when they arrest you, you think they're going to treat you so nice? No, no, they go... They're going to treat you like you're a foreigner. Well, yeah, that's a foreigner. That doesn't yeah. belong there. And illegal. You know what? There's nowhere in the country, nowhere on the planet, our cousins are right there or our neighbors are right there in Canada. We can't just go up to Canada, no passport, no nothing, and decide we want to just live there. It don't work that way. But I think what happens when, for instance, if I came here, let's say I came here when I was 20. And now, I have five kids. Now, they all in their 30s. What the hell do you do with them? Well, see, they, that's that thing called anchor children or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because... Or if you yeah. didn't choose to come here, if you came here from a different country with a two-year-old, how they choose to come here? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you actually go about this or fix this. But I think that you got to at least, especially if you made any money, 
Anything else outside doesn't count. You, if you're at least funneling money to start the process of getting yourself to become a legal citizen, then I'm for you staying. But just 25, 30 years of being an illegal in the country is bullshit. You, you're never really integrating. You're not doing anything as far as, you know, you can't even show three pieces of paper that I've been paying a lawyer, a law firm down for the last 10 years so they can get my papers together. Then I would have sympathy for you. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. they get people that come here on a, on a work visa and just stay. Well, see, those are, those are the ones who, because think about it, we give them passage in. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the guy who, who, who's in the back of a trunk. Forget him. He's not. The guy in the back of the trunk, forget it. He ain't ever given nobody no paperwork on anything. <laughs> you know, he, he, he was hiding under two fucking, uh, mules in a, in a horse truck. No. But, but the guy who came here on the, on the work visa, he should be starting from day one to be working on how can I stay. And if there's no paper trail left by the time his one, two year visa or six months, whatever, runs out, then he can go. She can go. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the debate right now. They're, they're saying, hey, for the people that's here, some people want them to go back to their country and apply for citizenship. But we know once you go back to your country, you're not for the Sometimes you get jailed. So then that probably won't, won't happen. Or we can start the citizenship process, process here. I don't mind that. If you start the citizen process here and then you don't pass the citizen process here, then they say, ah, right, you got to go. Then see you later. Yeah, but you want to at least have a paper trail saying that I started, I, I was trying my best to make this happen. You know, I don't know where they would have to go, but I'm sure everybody that's involved in those situations, they're in these communities and in those communities, those people talk about the services, industries, things that they could do because they're not just making it off of somebody giving them the worst wages known to man. There has to be some kind of support system. And it's scary shit, man. I couldn't imagine it. But see, here's the thing. Americans, we never put ourselves in the opposite end because where would we go? Yeah, that's true. But I, think, I feel like we only speak about when they talk about the whole immigration process, they only talk about fucking Mexicans. But see, they never think about people from other countries that might be here illegally. I lived in a place called Kensington, section of Brooklyn. That was the last place that I lived for the last five years that I lived in New York City. That place is overran with, I am sure, illegal Russians. Oh, and... Yeah. Illegal motherfuckers from Yemen and Pakistan and because I lived in a very diverse community over there. Everybody was over there. You yeah, know? That's what I said. They only talk about Mexicans. Like Mexicans are the only ones popping up in America. Well, Mexicans are new Negro. <laughs> you know, it's like they, they, they pick and choose who they want to talk about. Melania, I don't think she got a citizenship until they got married. Yeah, that, that was that's a, our president's wife. That was her paperwork right there. She married a citizen, so by proxy. And you know what? I guess 20 years ago, it was a Dominican in New York. You know? And then 15 years before that, it was a Jamaican. 
Yeah, but no one ever says anything about the Italians. Uh, all the was, was their thing? Was, was their thing? Because uh, I guess when you were growing up, when people mentioned all oh, these illegal Italians. Uh, no, no. When I was growing up, it was everybody. That was the first wave of the islands. So it was always the brown people, basically. It's, it's always, always been brown well, people. Yeah, and you know what? They don't consider themselves to be brown people, but the Asians are brown, and they're wave too, and they catch that. See, but they seem to like California. They they don't like the cold weather. The ones that come to like New York, a lot of them motherfuckers been forced to come. Oh yeah, yeah. But the ones that sneak and come, they go to they they go like the Cambodians and everybody. If you ever notice, that's where they all are in Cali. You know, we've got regional stuff. Like you go to Texas, you don't find you don't find uh, twenty thousand Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. You find Mexicans. Yeah. New York, up until I would say the last ten years, we didn't see Mexicans. They were all fucking Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Now, and I, and I have a ton of friends, and I might say I have friends in different has, uh, backgrounds, and I know a lot of Asian people, but they all are not brown. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, well, you know what? That's the thing. It, it goes back to the White House and their over-the-top racism. When you say when you say we're going to get rid of illegals, and you don't even mention the European illegals. Yes. That's insanity. But you know, he said we're going to get rid of all the bad hombres. Yeah. What? Who? Here's my thing. Because I'm too small to do it, but every voice has to be heard. Who the fuck is the anti-Trump voice in America right now, today? The voice. When, think about it. When Obama was in office, you had a whole news network, which was Fox, which was the anti-Obama voice. Yeah. Who the fuck is the anti-Trump voice? You can't just have a rapper here and there put out a song and call him a punk. That's not nothing. I'm talking about, like, where the fuck is Jesse been? We've heard from Jesse. Is Jesse all alive? The the, the 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 fake civil rights leader Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Is he still even alive? Uh, yeah, but at least he could at least he could be acting a fool right now. Damn man, you know how much money he can make being the he could be the hero. We don't hear a word. Not a Jesse, word. Jesse will be president in two thousand twenty. Oh yeah, when he's like seven hundred and fifty two <laughs> years old. Well, Ned, my friend. Give the people our mathematics, please. Um, as always, it's been a good show, ladies and gents. You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NetBoyDoc. That's N-E-T-B-O-Y-D-O-C. NetBoyDoc on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Most importantly, as always, subscribe.